earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome to the Uncommon Communicator Podcast. Your hosts, James Gable and Brandon Thompson, are here to bring you enlightenment to the topic of communication. Good good morning, Brandon. Well good done. morning, that, James. This time, without the script, you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the real trick is just to look down at something and not look at you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> same here. Yeah, you're, you're, I, you're, I get that same response. You're, you're very distracting, yeah, James. If I don't look at myself, I, I nail things, <laughs> definitely. As long as I can't see me, I do a great job. <laughs> That's why we don't do this in a mirror yeah, factory. Dude, so true. It's, it's, it's why we're, we got those voices for the podcast radio and not the podcast TV. <laughs> That's right. Well, good morning. Why are we here? We're going to talk about reviews today. But we talked about feedback already. We did talk about feedback, but we're going to talk about reviews. Um, and and this is a little niche, I'll, I will say. I don't, I don't want to say that this is a big difference between feedback, but it is a difference and it's something that we should still talk about. Okay, well, so I would agree. It, it, it's niche to some degree, but I think it's applicable to our communication anyways. Yeah. It's similar to but different, and we'll talk about those differences in regards to feedback, evaluations, reviews, and really what the importance of reviews are. And, and giving them appropriately really do have an uh, effect in, in doing it correctly, communicating it the right way, but also has an effect on our world around us. Because it's giving information out to others. Mm -hmm. So just a quick little recap of feedback, right? So we very much use feedback as a term for, or not a term. We said that feedback is very much of a personal situation, right? Like I'm going to give you a personal review and and you're giving that review to the individual. Feedback is directly back to the person, right? So James gives a speech and I then give him feedback on his speech, Right. Now, James could still give that speech, and let's just pretend that James leaves the room or whatever, and five people walk in, and I then describe James's speech to them. I give them the good parts. I give them the bad parts. That is me giving a review of James's speech because James has left the room, and five new people have come in. They have not witnessed James' speech. I am then giving a review of his speech. Now, if James is sitting there, gave the speech, five people came in, and then I was speaking directly to James and the five other people also in the room, I'd still be giving feedback about his speech because James is in the room. So a so feedback is to the individual where a review is to the masses, right? Does that, does that make sense, James? Yeah, that does. And I think in regards to like that feedback or an evaluation, you're still giving that evaluation to an individual. Mm-hmm with others in the room, but you're speaking to them. Yeah. And when you're talking about reviews, you're now taking that outside of that world and going somewhere else and Mm -hmm. saying, this is my review of how James gave a speech to only five people in the room. Thank you for not filling the room up with a thousand people. Yeah, you're welcome. But that's okay. I'll stick with five. Yeah. I'm all right with that. But so that's the difference is we're, we're projecting or giving this information out to a wider audience that, is is intended for the wider audience, not for the individual. Yeah, and and bear with me, kind of go on this ride. So reviews tend to be about like a product, okay, of some kind. So in the same example where James left the room and I give the review to five brand new people, right? The product is James's speech, 
right? Like James isn't necessarily a product, but like the product is his speech. I'm reviewing his speech. So everybody has heard of movie critics. They obviously do like critical reviews of movies. So the movie is the product, right? So much like the speech is the product, the movie becomes a product and then you review the product. I mean, obviously there's consumer reviews everywhere, right? The, um, what's the car? Uh, are they just called consu- consumer, consumer reports? reports, like consumer reports, right? Mm-hmm. Those are very much just, cons- they, they compile consumer reviews and then, you know, they're like, well, this is what they say. This is what they, right. They've done all the leg lifting for us and they've read everything for us. They, they go an additional step and include actual product testing mm-hmm. and that testing data goes into that review form, but it's that same idea that they're providing feedback or and or a review of that product based off of data, based off of uh, customer impression. So there is a whole list of things that go into creating that review. So you don't have to go in there blind buying the lemon car because you know that in Consumer Reports, they said that the steering wheel is going to come off on your third day of driving it. Yeah, exactly. And let's let's stray away from using that word feedback, James, where we, we're using the word review today. We're trying to separate the two. But like that, that is, James is correct. That it, they do take the customer, customer input. We'll use the word input instead of feedback. It is all about the words. Right. So input providing reviews. Yeah. Input would be their opinion can go, can, will lead into the customer report reviews of these products. And I think as we talk through reviews, how to give them, I think it is important to talk about that when you said their feeling about it, right? Their opinion of it. And that's a good point is you are always giving your opinion and you have to take somebody's review to some degree as an opinion. Whereas I think in the idea of the consumer reports, they are throwing some data in there, but there's still opinions that are Mm -hmm. tossed in there as well, too. That's why it's really good to take the idea of reviews holistically. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've known people that are like, I've studied this and I bought this and I know that they spent a month studying this thing. What did that mean? I don't know. They didn't give me their study material, but I know I've used those exact same sentence and said, I studied this and I bought this. And that study for them might've been involved reading a bunch of periodicals or whatever it took, talking to friends and family and whatever. For me, I might've looked at one review that I saw online. There was five uh, reviews from these guys. This one was really great. You could tell it was his grandma giving mm-hmm. it. And then the other one was this guy was so mad at that product. Three that were in the middle. I take the three in the middle. I bought it. Yeah. Then I did my studying. But there's value to giving reviews and providing reviews in an effective way because people like myself and all over the country are looking at those for some kind of advice. Yeah. Well, and you talk about people researching things for months. That's that's my that's my father, hundred uh, percent. He so the Chevy Volt was one of the last cars that we bought. Uh, he made sure to go through and you know check the schematics of the car so he understands the actual like you know fundamentals. Looked at the consumer reports, got their, you know, looked at the different reviews and all that good jazz, and then he concluded to actually buy the car. But it was definitely like a month long process. Same thing with uh, like the Surface. We bought, we got Surface Pro Twos was the first one we got because you know, never, never buy hardware from a tech company at number one. Always kind of wait for the second one because there's always kinks and bugs to get worked out. Not that the product's bad, but you know, just all hardware eventually works and all or all software eventually works, all hardware eventually fails. So it took his time, right? Same thing. Waited, wait, listened to the reviews. Was like, all right, cool. It's a product worth buying. Um, so what? So kind of like feedback, kind of like feedback. What makes a good review a good review? I think a good review one needs to be constructive, okay, and useful, and useful. Yeah, it shouldn't just be it was great or it sucked. 
Okay. You know, those things are neither constructive nor useful to yep. anybody. You know, if even if there was a dozen, this product sucks. At that point, you might be able to take holistically thinking there's some people who don't know how to write reviews that really don't like this product, yeah. but it needs to be constructive and useful for the listener. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, let's just say, uh, trying to think of what product that I've recently bought. Oh, I just had to work with a couple different pairs of headphones, right? I'm a massive fan of Skull Candy. I've always been a, a really big fan of Skull Candy headphones. Um, and I got AirPods that I actually uh, edit the podcast with. And I tried using AirPods at the gym for a couple of times, right? And I do not like AirPods at the gym. I do not like them. Uh, Same I am. Yeah, I was like, I do not. I do not like them on the bench. I do not like them on the rack. I do not like them on the treadmill. However, you know, however you want to phrase it. Um, and so then people would ask like, why? Right? Let's just pretend that I asked why. So I give a review of AirPods at the gym, and I will just say that they regularly fall out of my ear um, on a constant basis. I think they're. Um, Noise canceling is not as strong as the ones in Skull Candy. The Skull Candy definitely gives you like a really good reverb. So that way, all you do actually hear is the uh, music itself and you don't even hear the clanging of anything outside of that. And then, number two, I think that they uh, just don't directly like fit in my ear the way that I want them to. As opposed to where the Skull Candies, it's a very loud and powerful like feedback loop that comes back when you try and do the sound canceling. Like, literally, you can't hear nothing. Uh, they fit in my ear spectacularly and doesn't really matter which, you know, they don't, they don't fall out on a regular basis. Um, however, having said that, when I try to do the podcast editing, I do want like a little bit of outward sound because I want to be able to hear different things. So I love my, um, AirPods for the sound editing that I do for the uh, podcast. See, that's the power of review. This podcast, not brought to you by Skull Candy, however, we'll or AirPods or AirPods, but we yeah. will take a uh, payments in regards to supporting your yeah products. if they do want to throw us money however we'll take it but that was not the intention we're not sponsored yet the big thing that you were doing there too is being really detailed specific yeah those are two things i think that are really important in a review give some specific details on what and why and how you had some very specific things in there you had some details especially you do not like them on the bench you do not like them on the rack i do not rack. like them on the treadmill <laughs> And then the other thing is the honesty part of it. You know, you just kind of gave an honest, sincere, you know, reasoning behind it. There was, I didn't feel like there was any emotion in it because that's the next one is to really keep that emotion out of it. Don't, don't go and shoot that review out just because you're angry about something. Think about why, because then you can be a little bit more constructive with it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to, so you talking about emotion, I like to harken back to, uh, I don't know. Brandon gets emotional about movies all the time, right? Um, I, I I like my Marvel movies. I like my DC movies. I like my Fast and Furious movies. I like all those kinds of movies. And so in liking all these movies, you can kind of, in, in, you know, like I grew up with these movies or not really grew up with these movies, but I grew up with these characters and you can have like an emo, you have an emotional connection to these characters. So, uh, when I, gosh, which one was it? Um, I think it was like Iron Man three. I was very upset in Iron Man three, the way they treated the Mandarin. So I walked out of the movie and I was like, well, that movie sucked. And then I didn't really give an explanation for why it sucked. And also, in going back, it seems to get better every single time I watch it. But when you give a review for something, it's the same, right? Don't the emotions, right? Like emotions are a quick little that movie was bad, that movie was terrible. Um, you could even do the same thing for people, right? So if you have an interaction with a person and someone's like, "Well, yo, how was how 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 is James to work with?" Right? And you go, "Well, James sucks. He's useless." Right? Like that doesn't really tell you a whole lot. Um, so it goes back to the still being specific, but in your emotions tend to not allow you to be specific. You tend to like knee jerk reactions and emotions 
tend to produce four-letter words, tend to produce like non very abstract descriptions. And that's what you're going to get most likely in a review, some kind of bias. And that's, I guess, a given. I don't want to say it's okay. It's probably, it's not it's not good or bad. It's just is what you're going to do is you're given at some point a little bit of bias in there because maybe that one experience that you have shuts you down completely for whatever that product is or restaurant or wherever you're going, that mm-hmm. movie, when in reality you might have came in in your own headspace in that. And for you, you're done with yeah. it. But that doesn't mean, like you just commented, you've gone back and watched it and have changed a perspective on it. We come in with that bias because we have expectations in there as well, too. And sometimes people just don't meet them. You know, they just they failed on that one. Mm-hmm. Maybe they they're great on nine more. Yeah. But we don't know that if that's your first impression. And that's one of the most important things is in if you're giving a review, are you giving just your first impressions? Maybe state that. Yeah. This is my first impressions of it. Or, you know, I really, there's times where I've had stuff that I did not like restaurant and I'm like, it was my fault. I ordered wrong. Like yeah. it was not great, but I ordered wrong. And the rest of the food pre- was presented well, smelled good, went back, tried something else, tried, tried it. But if I was to give a review of that particular time, it was terrible. I walked away hungry. Yeah. That's a worst thing you want to do. Go into a restaurant, walk away hungry. Yeah. But it was my fault. So I could have easily have given them a bad review, but it was my own fault for doing that. And the other, the other bit as somebody that's going to read reviews and also with feedback to, to a degree, um, is that you do need to understand that these individuals do have bias, right? Someone can, if somebody is giving you feedback, they can be biased towards you, right? Like I can just, I can hate working with this individual. So it doesn't really matter what it is. I'm just going to give them terrible feedback the whole time, right? That, that can be an option. I could. As a, let's just say as a DC guy, I went to go see a Marvel movie. I could literally just trash the Marvel movie because it's not DC based on my previous biases. Um, So if you want to give a good review, you try and throw your biases out the window. Now, somebody that is going to be reading these reviews or receiving feedback in both these instances, it works. You need to understand that bias just is a factor into it. And you need to probably like understand where the bias is coming from and then taint your review or your feedback with that bias lens when you do it, right? And I think reading them, you have to understand that too. So having that understanding on both sides. But that that bias isn't always negative either because you can go in there wanting to cheerlead for somebody and, and only find the good stuff. Yeah. And that there's that bias as well too going in saying this is great. Yeah. But in reality, you're like, man, it wasn't great, but it's my buddy. You know, in, in mom's eyes, everybody's special. That is very true in right. your case. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so it's, you know, and then, and you brought up a really good point earlier uh, when you were talking about just kind of taking reviews as a whole, right? You're like, well, there was one that got a one star. There's a couple that got a five star. And then there's the ones that are meeting in the middle, right? Um as much as I would like to pretend that my Starbucks should have five stars because we were awesome at everything and all the time and we never fail ever. Middle of the road is probably, you know, is middle of the road is probably more honest. It's kind of like when you have a, like, like a breakup or whatever, right? Well, so-and-so did this and it's all their fault and blah, blah, blah. Well, in all reality, like this probably led to this, which then led to this and you caused this. So that happened there. And that, you know, like, it's never just the way you want it to be, right? It, it, you never get into court and it's like completely one-sided. I don't think there's very few times where it's always just like guilty as charged. Well, and on that, if you run into somebody who it's always somebody else's fault, 
you know, it's something that always goes wrong. It's that same idea there. You're like, maybe you're the common denominator who's always getting bad customer service service yeah. to a point that you made though. I think it's important to talk about that range within there as well too, because you come in in that experience. Uh, yeah. So you are providing great drinks. Well, sometimes it doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Sometimes that person doesn't get that great uh, drink. Something went wrong. I think you're, you're, as we learned, you're not multitasking. You're doing yeah. one task at a time, multiple times in a row. Something happens, right? Mm-hmm. And that person is unhappy with their drink. So talk about that in that review, that whole range, like what's the customer service? And for me, it's always comes down to people are going to make mistakes. Things are not going to be perfect, but what's the response to that imperfection? Mm-hmm. If that customer service comes back, which always amazes me if anybody would give Starbucks a bad review, because if there's anything wrong with that drink, you're going to replace it without question. Mm-hmm. I'll make you another one yeah. like that. That customer service serves a, it serves the company well, but people can't even see past that. Yeah. It's like, I'll make it new for you. Well, it's not good enough. What do you mean? Like I'll make it until you're happy. Yeah. That's not good enough. That, so that part of, if you were given a review, it's like, you know what? This they, they messed this up twice, but they got it right, and they did everything they could to try mm-hmm. to service my needs. I think that's important in including in that review is you know the whole range of the service. Yeah, right, because if you read that review, you say they messed up my drink twice, but they got it right on the third try. At least prove so, – so you can read the – I mean, maybe that's like a two-star review, right? They messed up my drink twice, but they got it right on the third try. So maybe you give them a two-star review because that's – it's not ideal if I got to go back up there and ask somebody to remake a drink twice, right? However, it gets, it's not a one star because, you know, they went back up and they did get everything fixed. If you read that review, you're like, well, I might not get the product right on the first try, but gosh darn it, we're going to get it right on the second try. So I could probably trust this place as opposed to going over to the other place where they just said they got my drink wrong and nothing else. Right. But so, and and I've been in the store and I've heard people order and I've seen them get stuff replaced and I, people think they say what they say. So it's that's that human factor, and they're saying, "Well, I told you I wanted whip on that," and you know that they never asked that. Oh. But, but what are you going to do? You're going to give them whip, you on just, you, and you let them go, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly. What it is. But the idea is that that person's, you know, his opinion is going to walk away. They didn't, they didn't do what I asked them to do, and they never asked for it in the first place. Yeah, right. So yeah, there's a lot of different things that can go into uh, the bias of a person and the bias of their views. But it's always important. The other thing I will say. Multi review, multiple reviews is very key to try and understand, right? So as the person reading the reviews, because we've kind of gone back and forth talking about giving the review and then also like, you know, mm-hmm. li- trying to read those reviews as somebody that's reading the reviews, please don't just read one review, read multiple reviews, right? Like that, that's a thing, right? And Rotten Tomatoes is great because they give the critic score and they give the audience score, right? So depending it. If you're a movie aficionado and you you kind of got, you know, every now and then I'll throw my pinky up and I'm like, oh, you've you, you been to burn, to burn, the classes over here, right? Every now and then I'll sit my nose up in the air and I'll get that kind of review. But like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go see Fast and Furious 9 and be like, well, the plot sucked. Yeah, really? Were- really, buddy? Really? You went to Fast and Furious 9 because you were concerned about the dialogue and the plot? You went to eight other of them because the plot and the dialogue, or because the dialogue was great? Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, no, like, it's like it's like when you went and saw, I remember uh, one of my favorite reviews for Godzilla versus, or, uh, yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong, right? Someone just wrote, the monkey punches the lizard. That's all I needed from that. Re- Do you think I went to that movie over here? Like, I wonder if the two main characters are going to fall in love. <laughs> no, I want the monkey to punch the giant lizard. It's exactly what I wanted. Do you know what they reviewed? The review told me that was going to happen. That is exactly what I wanted to have happen. So, like things like that, right? 
Um, what, what you said, he had a list of eight things, and we kind of just went over bias and other things and emotion. What else we got on that we, list? We've been covering them for the most part, but the other one is feel free to update. Like it's okay to, uh, and, and I've seen this in reviews too. Update went back. And so-and-so happened here, and, and the service was better. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to go back and update those reviews. So that that's one of them. But just still wanting to comment on the fact that you've got to take it holistically, right? Mm-hmm. You want to take the whole picture and see what the trends are. That's what's going to give you a better basis. And that, going back and, and including that, you know, updating updating your review. And this is, you know, we can probably end with this. We covered a lot of those uh, topics. You know, keep it civil and friendly. Mm-hmm. That's always yeah. you know, good Good thing to do. I was like, it's, it tends not to be productive if it's not civil. Here's an important one: make sure it's the right. You're a, you're check to make sure you got the right URL domain name. You don't want to be reviewing the wrong person when they're like, "That's not us." It's <laughs> 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 not even close. This actually happened with my last company that I'd worked with. There's a Precision Industrial that. Anyways, slightly different name that had this terrible safety rating. And occasionally we got flagged and we're like, you had to look and dive into the details of the business. Like, this is not us. So that on that same idea of reviews, you want to make sure that you're reviewing the correct company. Some of my favorite calls when I get a call from a customer complaining about a product, like I just went through your drive through. Not me, boo boo. (laughs) I ain't even got a drive through. I went through and what that free drink, right? Yeah. Well, and I definitely. I, I, I probably revel in those moments a little bit more than I should. But when they're like, yeah, I just came through your drive-thru. That drink was trash. I'm like, well, I don't have a drive-thru. And in throw probably a little bit more sauce on there than I need to for my customer service. Yeah, but that, salt. Yeah. Throwing some salt on it. Look, man, they throw in shade, so I'm going to throw a little salt. <laughs> anyway, as you were saying. Well, I think the last one really is proofread your review. You and I kind of talked a little bit about that. Like if I see somebody who just really has no concept of spelling mm-hmm. like even if you type it into a review form it's probably going to tell you it wasn't spelled correctly look at that spelling because i'm going to look at that and, and maybe not put any credibility to that person because they didn't spell check and then they didn't proofread and you know it's not even necessarily spell check use the wrong words in there proofread your reviews and know what you're giving them it's going to add credibility yeah. to it. i mean yeah like do i trust the guy that doesn't know which which is which yeah, do you know which which is which? I mean, I do, kind of, sort of. I definitely wait for the squiggly line and I figure out which one <laughs> if I'm wrong or not. But what's the uh, what's the sandwich joint called? Which which? <clears throat> yeah. Which? If someone's reviewing which which and they don't know which which is which, we got problems. Yeah, they that guy was brilliant. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gonna get this right because it's which which. So really, those are, and we can just you know tag on them really quick and close out. But you know, you want to be useful and constructive. Mm-hmm. You want to be detailed, specific, and honest. Mm-hmm. Keep it civil and friendly. Mm-hmm. Check to make sure it's the right location that you're actually reviewing. Yep. Right? Uh, location, location, location. Bingo. Talk about you know the range of elements, your customer service. Give some better detail in there to say this, you know, this is one aspect that I saw, but I tried all these other aspects. So give that range, mm-hmm. including customer service. This is probably one we didn't talk on. Leave out links about personal information. You know, hey, I talked to John. That guy's a real jerk, and his number is. You know, especially if you're talking about ordering things through, you know, eBay or whatever. That they tell you not don't don't put in personal information in there. Yeah, um, that's just you know that's well, yeah. common courtesy, yeah. right? We're here to talk about products. We're not here to talk about people. Update your review, and then finally, please, oh please, just proofread it. 
Yeah. Make sure you spelled all the right words in there. Mm-hmm. But those are really the eight things that really help in giving a constructive, useful review mm-hmm. because the reviews are given out to the whole world. Yeah, no, they definitely are. And, you know, people rely on other people to test their product. So be a reliable source of information for other people. What do you take as a UC moment in regards to review? I, I think proofread is maybe the most important one that people need to take from this one, in all honesty. Um, because if you're going to leave a review, you're a t- in leaving a review, you are a credible source, right? Like you have bought the product, you have seen the movie, you have experienced whatever this is. Okay. So if you have experienced that you are a credible source for what someone else is trying to read, uh, so prove that you're credible and proofread, prove that you're credible and proofread. Yeah. I'm good with that. I like it. That's all I got. That's all I got. See you. Bye. bye.